Hi, and welcome again to the Multifamily Foundation podcast. This is Peely. And guys and ladies and everybody that's out there that's listening, it is Monday. It's my favorite day. It's Mothers of Multifamily. I have the amazing, 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 amazing Holly Williams. Welcome, Holly. Hey, thanks for having me. It's 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> you got me awake. This is what it looks after. It's two cups of coffee. So what yes, kind of coffee? Yes, I'm on my second one right here. So everyone, Holly Williams is the principal of keepmore.com, has been a real estate investor for over 20 years. Her active real estate portfolio includes rental apartments in Brooklyn. What? Brooklyn? Single family homes in New Orleans. Uh, in the... Uh, in, uh, in, in upstate New York and passive investments in Texas, Tennessee, Florida, and South Carolina. She holds a BA and an MA in advertising communications from Texas Tech University and was named outstanding alumni of the College of Media and Communications in 2011. She is also coming out with a book, which we're going to talk about more a little bit later. But Holly, before we go into your book, before we go into all this amazingness, I'm going to ask you my one question. Yeah. My one question is, how do you do it? How do you do all these things and still, and still be your, your mother, your mother, you are the keeper of the house. You are an amazing woman. You've done all these things, but how have you been able to do this? So I have a really great partner who is the polar opposite of me, you know, I envy sometimes you and Jason, you're working together, all this. My husband just wants assurances that we're not going to go to jail. <laughs> Other than that, he doesn't really get involved. What he gets involved with, he's, he, he is a retired sergeant in the police department. And he retired when my daughter was two years old because we were paying a nanny and it was after nine 11 and all that stuff. And he, uh, it just made perfect sense for him to retire. And so I am so fortunate because when I married him, I thought I was hot stuff. I was this big corporate executive. I had all this stuff. I was working for AOL back in the day. I'm, I'm old. I mean, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting up there, but you know, so I've seen some sunrises and, but I was, I, I thought I was hot stuff. And I mean, my net worth was a forget it. And then Time Warner happened. Oh. And I crashed, but I married a guy from Brooklyn and he chased me and chased me and chased me. And I was 36, 35, something like that. And my life was going really well. I was scuba diving and playing golf and all kinds of fun stuff. And I like to go. And so I met this guy and he pursued and pursued and he's polar opposite from me. And he became Mr. Mom. Now, fast forward 15 years, she's 15 now, and now I've got a teenager. And so now she's a girl. People mm -hmm. told me it's easier when they're with, with girls. They told me this. It's easier when they're little, and it's harder when they're older. And it's really true. I mean, she's, <laughs> I told her over the holidays, I said, you know, you didn't do this when you were like, eight years old. What is wrong with you? <laughs> right? I mean, seriously, we've had, we had a rough Christmas over social media. 
You know, they're into a lot of things. It's a different ball game. Let me tell you, I'm very grateful that social media was not around when I was in high school. Um, first of all, I would never have graduated because she's already way farther in math and stuff than I ever got. Uh, number two, it's like, I don't even remember applying to college. I mean, I really don't. I went to whatever. I mean, I, I didn't do it, whatever. I bumbled around and... Well, before we before we jump into into your, into your daughter and college, just <laughs> crazy because I mean, for everybody who's listening, you guys know that I have three toddlers. So even thinking about even thinking about teenage years, I I like I cringe a little bit. So we're not going to go there yeah. yet, but let's talk about your partnership a little bit more with your husband because my partnership with my husband is everything. Like everything Mm. that I do is because I have this amazing partnership. And the thing is, ladies and gentlemen out there, you don't, it doesn't have to be your husband. I mean, it's great if you have a partner in your husband that you can depend on, but let's talk more about partnerships in general. How do you find that right partner? So it's interesting. It kind of found me, you know, love doesn't, I mean, honestly, cognitively, I was like, what am I doing with this guy? Because, but I found him hilarious. He is a big herbal tea person and has all this, I mean, he's like this, you know, he was this cop and, you know, I spent my life avoiding the police, you know, but he's really not. He's really just wanted to, he grew up eating mustard out of a jar because they were so poor. Seriously, he's an amazing guy, super smart. You know, I joined the police department when it was, uh, uh, you know, uh, you had to have a college degree. You had a, it was a hard test, all that stuff. It's not like that today, and that's another reason why I retired. Right? He was mm-hmm. supervising these people that couldn't write a parking ticket. It's really scary, actually. These guys are walking around with guns, <laughs> but that's a whole other topic, right? But he is, in many ways, we have like this role reversal almost it's really interesting because so how did how was how did those roles how did your I guess complementary styles allow you to build your business well so he he doesn't get in the way but he doesn't I don't get a lot of you know, yay, you're awesome at home. I don't get a lot of, he doesn't, he tells people, he gets like, he just, she's doing something in real estate. I mean, seriously, he really, um, you know, one of my partners, I've, I've got a lot of people in my life. This, this business has, it, what I love about it is that it, it, it really takes, you can't, you know, I do a, a large multifamily apartments and, I haven't met anybody, and I mean nobody, that has been able to do it themselves, right? Part of the thing is, and if anybody's out there that can buy a, get into a 400-unit apartment complex by themselves, I would love to meet you because I haven't yet. And and so that in and of itself, I've found some, a tribe, if you will, that that people that are like-minded that that I really trust. but. Uh, very wonderful. Dan Hanford, my friend Dan Hanford and his wife came up to New York over Christmas and we all went out and we all went to the show and he had never met, they had never met Joe because he's sort of, people kind of don't think he exists and they're like, this guy's 
hilarious and he is he's very funny so he makes me laugh but I don't get a lot of you know you're awesome from him he just he just isn't that kind of guy but he's at home he and Mary Quinn went home two days early I stayed and cleaned up I'm in our house in Woodstock which we've built a really great life but I find my outside you know motivation is not necessarily from him okay that makes sense no I that makes sense I mean not everyone is a cheerleader and it sounds like that he's not really your cheerleader but he sounds like he has and I'm huge on foundations right he gives you a great foundation on which to build on very much so I mean you know, I, we, we were married later in life. And so we both had, we both owned real estate. We both were, you know, economically self-supporting. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like we got married right out of college or whatever. And so there were, we both had our own lives and we're pretty darn happy. And so there's always been this real, is it this, this internal thing that, you know what? I always kid around. I say, you know, if you could get a better deal, somewhere else, go for it, you know, knock yourself out. Right. And so that's kind of how our relationship has been. I mean, he, we don't, we're not very clingy and we're not very, I trust him like crazy. He just, you know, I handle most of the, the bills and the money part. And he handles like he's, he's getting one of our apartments ready for a new tenant this weekend. That's what he's been doing. You know, so it, what are you gonna do? I do. Well, the thing is, it sounds like an ama- like I said before. It sounds like an amazing support system that you have in place. Mm-hmm. Um, you have systems where you know he can take care of things and you take care of things, and that's how a partnership should be. That I mean, you mm-hmm. should have those that basis of trust, and it sounds like you have exactly that. So now it's let's. Important. Yes, it's so important. But so now let's jump over to your daughter. Uh-huh. <laughs> how, how do you manage, how do you manage a huge, huge multifamily portfolio? How do you do all these syndications and still, and still manage a teenager? How well, is that even possible? Again, I have partners, so I don't make sure that I live in the wrong part of the country to be, I believe that you really have to be on the ground. You have to have an a partner or two that are there because one of the things we buy a large apartment complexes. And one of the things that I, I've grown to learn, I've learned over the last six years is that, you know, what we do, <clears throat> you've got institutional investor, you've got institutions and, and one of the things, well, the thing that, my driver is that, you know, I watched my parents use their savings because uh, they had to live on their 401ks because that's, that's the world that we're taught. And I watched them die in 2010 and 2011. And I watched what net worth they had disappear because of taxes. See, we're taxed at full boat on this 401k. It's just, and, 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 you know, the, it costs more to be retired. You know, if you want to have a nice retirement, it costs more. It's we're it, we're sold a bill of goods when expenses are supposed to go down, and they don't; they go up. So I watched all that happen, and and so my head was in that spot. Like, there's got to be a better way than this. This is just, you know, awful, awful. You know, and so 
so that was sort of my impetus that, you know, a lot of things happened at one time, um, but mostly that. And then I discovered when I, when a friend started, you know, he came to me and said, Hey, listen, I have a found an apartment complex and I'm looking for investors. And I believed in him and invested with him. And <clears throat> I didn't really know what I was getting into, frankly. And I thought I was the only one that didn't know. Now I found out all these other people don't know. Mm-hmm. Isn't it's it crazy? Going. And that's what my book's about. If, if you don't grow up in the 1%, I'm amazed at the people that my net worth is a square root of theirs that don't under, don't know about this. All they know is the stock market and what their financial advisor tells them. And it's scary. Well, let's talk a little bit more about your book. Cause it sounds like, it sounds like that is kind of the next step for you. Um, tell us more about it. What's the title? Hidden investing. Um, what the 1% know that, the rest of us don't, that, that, that we don't. I mean, we meaning the people that, you know, lots of, a lot is said about the middle class and, and, and all of that, you know, we're lumped into this upper, it's where I'm supposed to be rich, but yet I don't feel rich. You know, when I was a first starting out in my career, I filled out 1040 easy and I didn't need to know all this stuff. And then mm-hmm. I, bumbled around and ended up being fairly successful and found out, you know, being married cost me $10,000 a year in taxes. I mean, we would be much better off if we were divorced. I mean, my God, my, our economic, we, and so I was paying 50% of what I made in salary. And then not only that, Joe has a really great situation. He's got this pension, he's got insurance. I mean, all kinds of things that, I don't have to worry about, which is awesome. However, he made less money than me on paper. And when you have somebody that has, just it was just economically, you know, but we didn't get married because of taxes, right? But later on, I found out the tax benefits of multifamily passive investing. And I really have to tell everybody because I feel like I'm, changed my life and I feel like I'm changing people that I love's life. Seriously. Um, lots of people. There's so much information there. There's so much people that you don't, that there's so much that people don't know. It's astounding, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to the tax code. I mean, you talked about taxes with me. I go, I kind of go like what blank. Um, I love it. But that is like, we, we put so much emphasis on on when we like get when we get married we don't think about these things when we when we go from single to married to having children like we all of a sudden have like new tax brackets and new everything like there's so much out there and we get taxed so heavily getting killed you know the top like 10% there's like this 1% or even 0.1% it's just that that know all of this, that grew up, some, most of them grew up in families that this was okay. What I'm doing, what we are doing with multifamily is not, I didn't make it up. No. I mean, this is, this is how the wealthy invest their money, and we've never had access before. That's the whole thing. It's access. And so that's really my thing is, is, you know, I'm still in the stock market, all of that, but my entire net worth, I was 
always, I knew about real estate. I knew red, rich dad, poor dad, all that, but I never had the courage to, you know, it was all in my mindset was all, all about get a job, uh, buy a fan, you know, all, all the things that, that we're supposed to do. My parents did everything right. Everything. And they did better than their parents. And I did, I'm doing better than they did. And I'm very grateful for that. I, don't get me wrong. So but I'm I can ask do you so much one... more. <laughs> exactly. To the government when it goes poof. I want to, I want to clue into one word that you said before I let you go. Yeah. You said the word courage. What gave you the courage to step up and get into large multifamily, get into real estate, get out of the nine to five, your communications job with AOL? What allowed you to get that courage? Well, it was courage is fear with faith. You know, we never really get rid of the fear, right? Um, It was really crazy. Because we're our map of the world. I was older and I was so ingrained on what you were supposed to do. And, you know, I went to business school and I didn't learn about any of this. I learned about P&L ratios and, I mean, you know, all that stuff. I mean, um, so P&A ratios, sorry. See, I've already forgotten. Um, <laughs> you know, what, what happens? So I, I just entered this world. That I that that I want to help others access because it's not like a real secret; it's just hidden, right? Right there. there are, yeah, there are all kinds of other investments too that I'm just now learning about. Right? That that the wealthy know this. They are not. Oh, I was shaking. The wealthy know this. They don't log into their Fidelity account and buy stocks like we did. It isn't what they do. It's not what they do. And, and, you know, we can do it too. It's just, we could do it without a $30 million net worth and a $10 million minimum in the Goldman Sachs wealth management account, because that's the kind of stuff that we, that we're doing. And so the reason I'm doing what I'm doing is, well, there's a lot of reason, but as far as like being there and managing, we're doing little things right, that the institutions don't care about. You know, we're making things better for tenants. We're putting washers and dryers in. They don't care about that. But if you have a 400-unit apartment complex and you build a carport and half of the people are paying $100 more a month for a covered parking space, which they will do in a nanosecond and it makes their lives better, that adds a lot of net worth to the, the bottom line. And the institutions don't necessarily see all of that because they're not there. They're up in New York with a spreadsheet. So whereas we can go in and give the tenants exactly what they need, exactly what's going to up level the community because we care about the communities as I guess you could cause a smaller level uh, institution. (laughs) Quick, fairly quickly, but it really took I ended up hiring a business coach I mean, it really took, and I, I, you know, I spent 35 years in the corporate world and when and I've taken all kinds of personality tests and gone to time management course, I mean, all kinds of stuff, but 
you know, Trevor McGregor made it very simple for me to understand what drives me. And this is the kind of thing that has not worked to me. And so what was going on in the corporate world is that I was doing all this stuff. I kept doing this kind of thing about market research and advertising. And then I would get promoted and promoted. And then I found myself going to meetings all day and doing, and it just wasn't what I wanted to do. You know? And, and so I didn't know that because I thought that's what you were supposed to do. That was my map of the world. And so once I realized that, and I realized that, you know, I wasn't going to get any better. And then frankly, my passive income from investing, once I moved money from the stock market, um, and, you know, and a lot of people my age are the same way. And I have enough income, more than enough income to live. And I don't pay taxes on it. You know, I'm deferring taxes and there's all kinds of things. Our tax code is meant. You know, think about it. If our tax code is written, we're incentivized to invest in things. But people don't have pro accountants that can do that. You know, we're incentivized. Otherwise, we wouldn't need a tax code. So it's all really about avoiding taxes and investing in the communities and the, and, the, and the country, you know, the way that we're incentivized to do. It's not people tell me, oh, it's more morally, you're not paying, you know. But we're paying. What's happening is, is that those of us who are so fortunate and have so much to give to the world that, that we're paying 50% of what we what we make to the, to the government. And they're not very good stewards of that. No, they're just not. If they, I would pay more if the subways weren't falling apart and the roads were good and the, but, but they're not doing it. They're not doing it. They're failing us. And it's not my fault. Really. It really isn't (laughs) that they're failing. We need a new system, but I can't change that. What I can do is, is try to make, you know, do some good in the world and and try to use, stop paying so much to the government that doesn't know what they're doing seriously and, and do other good things with it. And that's what I really am trying to do. And part of that is, is, is really trying to teach my daughter this, but it's, it's difficult because, you know, she's got a map of the world that, that is not not what we're trying to teach her. So, you know, we tell her, you got to play the game because it's all about choices, right? Yes. But what they're, what they're doing in school is, is you know, they're, they're so, teaching their math barely, but. One more question before I let you go. How are you, how are you teaching your daughter, or at least in this case, trying to teach your daughter what you do? Well, I'm trying to do it by example. Um, I'll tell you, we've had a rough time over the last two weeks. We've had a very rough time. She's 15. And it's actually, I'm having a harder time because I've got a husband that's going through midlife crisis that doesn't realize it because he used to be Mr. Mom and now he doesn't have a lot to do. So he's really underfoot. The next thing that's happening though is this social media thing. And there's a, an apps, you know, I, I just have got to keep up with this. I need a consultant to do this. There's an app called TikTok. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. All right. This is just, when I looked at this, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this is my kid that is this stupid. Oh, no. 
I mean, seriously, this is lip syncing. They have all these rap songs with really nasty lyrics and stuff. Some of them, you know, their condition, they don't think about this. She lives in New York. She hears the stuff. I mean, she's a, she's making straight A's. She's all of the things that she's supposed to do. Seriously, she is. But, you know, when I saw what some of her friends are, it was really more her, the people she's hanging around. And I know from here, you are who you hang around. Mm-hmm. I mean, of all the songs that you had to pick to lip sync, you picked this one? What are you, out of your mind? Are you insane? If somebody takes that and plays it, it looks like my daughter's saying all these, I mean, really, it was na- it's nasty, and it wasn't the only one. And it's, isn't it crazy? Because like, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say that I was perfect when I was a teenager or even in my 20s or even now, right. but uh, like we know. We know the things that we do on social media, no matter how small, may come back to bite us. She had friends. Next year, five years, did. 10 years. These kids got, and it was bad. And it was something that they did like three years ago because the Twitter mob, yeah. you know, once it gets out and anybody can take this stuff, it's just bad. Out of context. I'm like, still on the ceiling about it. Like right now, it's like she thinks it's funny. Like, I have no idea what you're doing. You don't we have took to the say. phone away. We we deleted all the TikToks, all of them. She's Good. like, you know, you. Because it takes it takes a little bit of responsibility. I get it. TikTok, because uh, she was crying. Just, oh, it was bad. We it just was, got we just got onto TikTok, and it's huh. it's it's known as right now. It's known as like sub uh, like at least in our our age range subset. Um, it's like someplace fun where the kids go, and like even my. Even my sister, who is uh, in her mid twenties, is just like, yeah, all the young kids do it. I'm like, oh wow, it's like teenagers. <laughs> well, it looks like they won't. T- but that's that's how people get into trouble. So, so mommy's out there. If you're listening to this, be careful. Be careful about social media. It is so hard because I get it. Everybody's on it. I get it. I do. I get it. It wasn't that long before since I got, since I remember. Yeah. The thing is like when we were, when we were their age, we didn't have social media. We could could F up and no one would know about it. And uh, except for our parents, if they found out. (laughs) Colleges. The first thing they do is they Google your name and I want them to see the records she's setting and swimming. Yeah. Not I don't the want record that she lip syncs to on TikTok. No, this I get is, it. Well, it was it was really if you took it out of con, you know, you don't understand. Of course, I understand. You get it. It's private. I didn't post it. Well, nothing's private. Are no. you kidding me? Look at all and your friends are in it. What are you out of your mind? You're at the school too. <sighs> I'm sending you to school, and you're in the courtyard of your school filming this stuff. You're crazy. I'm sorry, but this is the stuff that this is what went on the last that's gone on in my house the last two weeks. So, See, but this is great because this is real. This is what this is what real investors, real mother investors, have to deal with on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have our our multifamily empires that we are <clears throat> that we are building brick by brick. We are laying down these foundations. We have these amazing partners. Mm-hmm. 
but we also have families that we are taking care of, children that we are taking care of. Right now, I'm dealing with diapers and a five-year-old that is in kindergarten and doing all the things that, <laughs> that a five-year-old will do. But you have a teenager that you are trying to mold into what is basically the next generation. They're, your teenager is a generation after the millennials. <laughs> what happens with them. So thank you so much for coming on, Holly. This has been... Thank you for having me. Um, this has been mind-opening. Thank you. You, know, you. you It's so interesting because you ask, when I was in the middle of this whole diaper thing, I was like, how could anybody have another kid? But what <laughs> happens is God has in our head, as we go along, we don't remember how horrible it was. <laughs> It's, it's, well, it's like, it's like, so we do it again yeah, your first. And then you're like, I am, I remember after the birth of my first, I was like, I'm not going to do that again. Yes. And then I'm like, Oh yeah, I can do it again. Yeah. Okay. I can do it one more time after this, after our third child, I'm just like, okay, we're done. <laughs> I was older. So that was good. I didn't have, you know, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a rough one. Well, thank you again, Holly, so much for coming on for all the value you just gave to all the mommies out there. If you can leave them with one more quote, thoughts, your why, what would it be? Well, you know, it's a lot of it's how many sunrises you've seen. And, you know, I feel bad. I felt horrible because I deleted a year and a, a year of these TikTok things. I deleted the whole account. I'm like, we don't TikTok in our house. I'm sorry, but this just isn't what we're going to do. And you got to make better decisions than that. You know, if it, if you don't feel comfortable with it being on the front page of the New York post, then you don't do it. And I, or that is really my test. And, and so I think that that's my, that's my biggest challenge right now. And it's the same way with investing, right? You know, when I talk about avoiding taxes, right, I have to make sure, darn sure that I'm not breaking the law. Exactly. Some people do, but the law is written where we don't have to pay nearly as much or none. I know so many people, but, but if you've, so you have to get a good team around you. I can't do this by myself. You know, I really can't because it was painful. I mean, I get it. She loves this TikTok. I mean, I get it. (laughs) So last words, be careful about what you post. Mm-hmm. Be careful when you're trying to avoid taxes that you are following the law to a T, but it is written there. It is written there ways that you can defer, you can avoid. But the thing is like, and for anybody, for any naysayers out there that, that are just like, Oh, you can't do that. You, you can, you can, there are ways to do it and there are ways to do it right. And everybody that I've talked to that have so, has so-called avoided these things, they're also the biggest givers that I know. Mm-hmm. So for all my mommies out there who are just getting into this, look Holly up, especially when Holly's book comes out, look it up, find out how you can live better lives by being, and yes, ho- Holly, you said avoid taxes, but you, what you're really doing is being more financially responsible. That's correct. When it comes down to it, you are not avoiding taxes. You are not trying to put one over on anybody. You are trying to be more financially responsible. Do what, we'll do what the government is incenting us to do. That's what the exactly. tax code is for. So thank you again, Holly. And thank you again to everybody out there that has listened today. I am so grateful for, for you. 
thank you for listening to the Mothers of Multifamily at the Multifamily Foundation podcast. Thank you so much. Love this. Thank (laughs) you so much. Bye now.